Welcome to The Penny Drops, the Royal London podcast series simplifying finance to help more people, like you, make better informed money decisions. Royal London recommends you seek professional independent financial advice before making financial decisions. All views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and not of Royal London. Hello, I'm Andrea Fox, presenter and broadcast journalist and the host of The Penny Drops, speaking to some of the best financial experts out there. And in this episode, I'm speaking to Duncan James, who most people know from the boy band Blue, acting on Hollyoaks or from seeing him on stage in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Duncan, hello. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for joining me for The Penny Drops. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And also joining me today is Joe Kerr, Director of Impact and Innovation at Turn To Us, a charity helping people living in poverty. And Joe has spent her whole career in the social sector and is now working on innovating how we work as well as what we do. Joe, hello. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you so much. Now, just a reminder to everyone listening, this podcast was recorded in November 2020 during the coronavirus outbreak. So please do excuse any sound issues because we are all recording remotely in our homes. Uh, For the latest information on financial support and benefits, visit gov.uk forward slash coronavirus. Uh, So Duncan, everyone will know you off of the telly and, you know, the celebrity (laughs) lifestyle always looks so glamorous and appealing from the outside, doesn't it? But for you, it's not always been the case behind the scenes. And back in the recession in 2008, 2009, Mm. the crash really impacted you personally. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I I started my career in a boy band and we made a lot of money very fast and we were very young guys. I mean, I was 21 when I signed my record deal. And I just thought the best thing I want to do is invest in property. So I bought a house for my mum in London. I I bought a, a flat for me in London. And then I I went and got some stupid, I don't know why I did it actually. I went to Spain and bought a plot of land and I bought a an apartment off plan mm-hmm. in Marbella, uh, which I thought I was doing a great thing, investing money. And then I also bought a gorgeous penthouse in Los Angeles because I fell in love with LA. So wow. all of a sudden coming from no homes, I had like owned four houses <laughs> and uh, the property crash came. Blue had disbanded. All the money that I was used to coming in, obviously it changed. I wasn't receiving that much money anymore, but all the bills were still going out. Mm-hmm. So I decided I had to go and sell a property. And unfortunately the timing was just really bad. Uh, I went to sell my place in LA. And I realized that the property crash in in America had hit even worse than it had over here. And the property that I'd owned was actually worth less than what I paid for, but yet I still had a huge mortgage. So I kind of was in trouble. And then I had, um, you know, tax man breathing down my neck and all sorts of stuff. So I kind of started to feel like that hamster in the wheel that is just Mm. trying to trying to trying to keep your head above the water. Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? And I'm always so shocked when I hear stories of other sort of celebs who have to declare bankruptcy because their agents or the people around them never told them about certain things slightly different from your experience. But like, this is when the tax is due and this is what you have to keep aside. And now you look back, maybe you do you feel like you know a bit more about those situations? Are there any warning signs that maybe you should have, you can see now, oh, okay, that I shouldn't have been, that was a a red flag type thing. I, I think if I if I look back in hindsight, um, I lost my grandparents just before I came became famous. Literally, mm-hmm. they died six months before Blue all happened. 
And um, my grandparents were kind of like the backbone of the family. They were mm. quite sensible with with things, with money, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it was just me and my mum afterwards. And bless mm. my mum, you know, she didn't really have a have a clue about finance finances or anything. So we just kind of um, went to accountants and financial services and asked people to help. Mm. Um, I was given bad advice. I was given wrong information. And, um, you know, looking back, I didn't really have anybody to really turn to that I could trust to to help me. And then uh, along came a rogue manager several years later, mm. um, which was a nightmare, and uh, ended up trying to sue us all. So it just all became an absolute nightmare. And I had no other choice um, but to go bankrupt. I went into an IVA first of all, and then okay. when the manager came what does What does that mean, just for people who might not have heard that term before? An IVA is an involuntary um, financial arrangement. So basically, okay. it's um, I was paying X amount of money a month to try to keep myself afloat. And okay. I did that for about a year and a half. Wow. And then when the manager came along and, and sued our company, we had mm. to um, liquidate the company. But then he came after us all as directors as well. So it was all very, very stressful, so very tense. Messy, yeah. It all became very messy. And I, I just thought at that time, I have no other choice but to go bankrupt, which was a really tough decision to make. Mm. And it was hard on not just me, but my mom and, and of course, my daughter. And, um, and then, of course, you get newspapers saying that you've wasted all your money on this and that and you're like oh if you know they don't know actually what happened so you then get people coming up to you going how could you waste all that money and it was just really tough yeah that's yeah and it's funny I mean uh, uh, there's such a lot of money involved in suing a paper for writing something like that as well that it's just at that point it was the last thing you needed I imagine to have people prying into what was already a stressful time it was stressful, and of course, more more to the fact it's embarrassing as well. You know, you mm. you've had a, a great career and you've earned lots of money, and then you're you know the next minute you're splashed all over the news because you've gone bankrupt. And not only is that a hard pill to swallow for you personally, but then publicly as well. It's just it becomes embarrassing. Mm. Um, but you just have to get on with it, don't you? That's such a good point because, and I think that that embarrassment sometimes stops people from getting help. I'm going to bring Joe in at this point. Joe, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Now, the coronavirus pandemic, we've seen the country go through lots of economic turmoil. Lots of people's jobs have been cut. They're at risk of being cut. People finding themselves in financial hardship that they just didn't expect this year. So, I mean, what steps can people take now to prevent their situation escalating? You know, first, just to pick up on what Duncan was saying, you know, that that embarrassment is is so mm. common, I think, yeah. for everyone, even when, you know, as um, you know, Duncan didn't control the financial crash and certainly mm. people across the country who are experiencing hardship at the moment didn't start the pandemic. Mm. Um, but we feel a, a personal sense of embarrassment or shame whenever our finances are affected by these circumstances out of our control um, and it does really stop people from from seeking help so we're really encouraging people at the moment as much as possible to take those steps that they can that are within their control to to get some help and and yeah really stop things um getting worse um, the first thing i'll always say such a handy tool our benefits calculator which is on okay. the turn to us website and it's a really, um, you know, I say it's simple. Um, it asks you quite a lot of questions about your 
your financial situation, your household situation, your your employment situation. So it does take a little bit of few minutes to work through it's not instant Mm -hmm. but it helps you understand if there are any benefits from the social security system that you can get and um, you know lots of people don't know that they are actually entitled to support there's 20 billion pounds every year that's not claimed wow and a big reason that it's not claimed is because people just don't think that they could um, get a benefit and a lot of people prefer not to claim if they don't absolutely have to but right now, you know, that bit of extra money in your pocket could really, really help. People not claiming as well probably comes back again to this embarrassment thing. And it's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's really not, um, you know, that's how society has gone. And, um, you know, we can't really change that right now. But what we can say to people is that, you know, that is your entitlement. And particularly at the moment, um, you will, you could really need that and use that money. Um, The other thing I'd really um, advocate for is, and something that also people are not aware of, is that there are thousands of grants um, available from different organisations across the country. And um, also on the Turn to Us website is a grant search, so people can go on and find a grant that they might be eligible to apply for. It could be grants depending on where you live in the country could be um, grants depending on your um, different economic situation, different jobs, etc. So there are lots of options there and Turn To Us has grants um, as well. So we have a couple of different grant funds that you can apply for through our website. But there is this real network of organisations offering that kind of support where at a time like this, um, it's, it's really worth taking a look. Yeah, and that's really interesting that there's there's things out there for working people as well. So there might be things that you don't know as a working person that are benefits and grants available to you. And uh, just to remind everyone, turn to us.org.uk is the website too, is in the number two. Obviously, we'll put all of this in the show notes at the end. But I mean, we've talked about coronavirus, we've talked about Duncan with the crash and the recession. But I mean, unexpected events can happen to us at any time, can't they? A job loss, a relationship ending, an illness... Um, what are some of the ways that people can make themselves a bit more resilient against those potential financial shocks? I think it's really hard because you know it's not possible for everyone to save. There are a lot of mm. people who are just making ends meet week by week around the UK, and um, those are you know the instances of in work poverty are um, mm. a lot higher now than than ever before. So. You know these these tips are are probably um you know the the baseline. Obviously, it's the ideal would be that everybody has their nest egg, their rainy day fund that they're paying into on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, whether or not you have that, I think the first step I've covered is really maximizing your income through benefits or grants. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 talked about that. The second is around reducing expenditure. So. That's where you come into switching your energy deals. Maybe there's always um kind of can be opportunities to get onto a cheaper tariff. Mm. Um and then cancelling any contracts that you maybe don't need. And I think we we kind of in these maybe slightly leaner times can reevaluate what's a must um and then and what's maybe something that we can let go of. And then the third thing is to to speak to an expert. 
So there's a lot of information on the Turn To Us website. And then we also have a helpline and I'm sure you'll, you'll pop the number of that in there as well. But there are other organisations and um, Citizens Advice is one that, that many of your listeners may already have heard mm. of. And um, they offer more comprehensive advice. They're fully trained and insured to offer um, that really in-depth guidance for people they've been incredibly busy this year as as Mm. has turned to us but it is really starting to speak to an expert and um, if you don't have the money for um, a financial advisor um, then citizens advice are offering those kind of services to uh, to anyone really yeah, I mean, Duncan, we were talking just before we came on air and you were saying it should have maybe turned to us when you were um, struggling. But looking back, do you think there's anything when it comes to planning your finances or preparing for those harder times, uh, like I just discussed with Joe, is there anything that you do now having had that awful experience? Well, first of all, I've got a great accountant nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I yes, it took a few years to to find the correct people to work with, mm. and I think it's really important to have a good relationship with your accountant. Uh, obviously, somebody that you can trust is really important. Um, I I try to do my very best now with um, making sure that I put my money in different accounts so when I get paid for instance I I don't see half of it because half of it is is gone into a tax and savings account mm-hmm. um, that I don't even recognize or see it's there so every time uh, twice a year when we, we pay our taxes I just know that I've got the money there and I don't have to worry um, and I never really was advised which, which is ridiculous when I look back now um, mm. everything used to just go into one account and I used to just have to pay it off from that but I never little things like that you know just I have a household account for when I'm doing my shopping or you know spending money for for the house electricity gas etc yeah that all comes out of one pot then I know what I've got for my spending money that's left and I know what I've got in there for my um my savings and my tax account so I kind of try to split everything up which just helps me in my head plan everything a little bit better with my finances um, but there's lots of different tools and uh, ways that we can we all we all do things that aren't there that, that helps us all um, and I guess it only took me you know to, to be 42 to figure out what works for me but um, <laughs> but at least I'm finding a, a way now that that makes me structure my finances better yeah, I think that's a really good point you make about like the, just the mental separation of having yeah. separate places where the money mm. goes and you're like, well, that one is not for, you know, frivolous expenses or that is the rainy day fund or whatever it might be. If, as Joe already mentioned, you're even able to do things like that. I mean, Joe, with organisations like Turn To Us, when people contact you, is it often that it's the first time they've ever heard of you? Do you think people find it difficult to know where to turn? Yes, lots of people come to us through... Google searches, uh, oh. they might have been referred to us through the gov.uk website, they might be referred through a partner organisation, someone that we work with, like I mentioned Citizens Advice would send people to us mm. and that's that's the route in. I don't think many people are thinking if I ever get into financial hardship I must know where to, to turn. I think yeah. lots of people are just 
um, you know, hoping for the best, mm. <laughs> in fact. Um, and through coronavirus, we it's exposed how vulnerable so many of us are. Mm. We have a, a maybe a misconception that people who are a bit better off are somehow better at budgeting. I think we're all quite bad at budgeting. I know that um, I feel like I've got better as I've maybe earned a little bit more money, but I don't think it's true. I think I just have more of a buffer. And so we mm. all you know, have this, this buffer uh, month to month. But if then that paycheck stops, um, we're, we're all in a, a situation where things get, can get quite bad quite quickly. Um, what we're, we realise is that these unexpected events can happen to anyone, be it the global pandemic or something a bit more close to home, you know, unexpected job loss or bereavement or, you know, just things that life throws at us that can really, really impact our finances. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think those points about being as financially prepared as possible are so right and if we can think about those, then absolutely. But um, you know, if you're if you're caught out, I'm I'm really uh, proud to work for an organisation that is one of those that that will be there if you have been caught out and you've not been able to be prepared. Yeah, completely. That safety net, and I think that's so true about just because someone might have the security of the monthly income coming in doesn't necessarily mean they're better at budgeting. Duncan, you mentioned you've got a good financial advisor now. Um, do you think that people often assume that that advice is like too expensive or it's out of reach for certain people? Some people just are naturally, I think, quite good with money, and some people are quite bad. I, I admit, I've I've never been good with money, and. For me, it's important to have a team of people to help me, yeah. uh, which obviously costs money. And, and during the whole pandemic, it's been tough because my industry is, has been hit quite badly as well as lots of other industries. But the entertainment industry, with I was relying on musical theatre. Mm. I was doing a lot of shows. You know, all the theatres have stopped. I rely on pantomime every Christmas to, mm. to pay me money. That's all stopped. So it has been, it's hit really, really hard. And I'm just so thankful that I did have some savings um, that I managed to save up before the pandemic hit. So slowly <laughs> over this year, those savings have uh, disappeared. <laughs> um, but with things like the bounce back loans, um, they've helped me, um, which was something I managed to get, um, which, which, which was a lifesaver really. And, you know, it's, it's like you said before, it's none of us know when something's going to come along that's going to potentially wipe us out, like a pandemic or a, mm. a bereavement or a job loss. And um, sometimes we just are caught, literally speaking, with our trousers down and we don't know how to how to get the help. So this is why um, Turn To Us is a fantastic um, organisation and charity mm. to help people who don't know what to do when they're stuck. Um, I certainly didn't know about Turn To Us so for me, this is great to know and it's great to be able to pass on knowledge, isn't it, to people who are struggling and um, and just to say, oh, have a look at this website, um, see maybe they can help you. Because a lot of people don't know, they don't know who to turn to, they don't know where to look, they don't even know where to start, they just see this problem in front of them that they're in real trouble. And unfortunately, with all mental health issues at the moment, mm. you know, a lot of people are doing awful things. Um, suicide, unfortunately, has... has Mm. risen because people just don't know how to deal with 
financial situations and it's can you imagine just the thought of well i have to end my life because i can't face the consequences anymore it's just it's mind-blowing and it's really heart-wrenching and it's so sad that people have to turn to that desperation because there's they feel there's nowhere else to turn that's really shocking Yeah, yeah it's awful and it's, I mean, we talk a lot about grief uh, on the Royal London uh, podcast. We've got a big campaign about um, loss for words, speaking more about grief. And I just think we're all grieving for the year we thought we were going to have in 2020. Yeah. Never yeah. mind the fact that we've got financial pressures on top of that. So mm. finance and grief, it's all tied in with mental health, I think, so much. Just to remind you, we did an episode all about money and mental health. Uh, head back to May's episode for that. And Joe, I wonder, what do you think can be done to raise awareness of the financial support like Turn To Us and the other advice charities out there so that people know where they can turn to in need? I was just thinking, we're doing that now. And I'm so grateful actually just hearing Duncan talk in a really real way Mm -hmm. about these issues and where it can take people and not shying away from that. That's mm-hmm. the, the truth of the matter is that people, you know, will will be driven to extreme yeah. actions as a result of financial situations. And I think it's it's really powerful to acknowledge that and really powerful to acknowledge the, the severe mental health impacts. Um, you know, we, we don't live in like a perfect society, but there are billions of pounds in of grants and benefits available as we've said that aren't um, always making their way to people's pockets so I think through raising that awareness Mm. we can unlock that and we can um, make an impact in people's lives and partnerships um, are crucial to that you know turn to us as one organization one charity um, and we can't tackle these issues alone so we need to work in partnership and Mm. launching this really great partnership with Royal London earlier this year is crucial because we can through that you know amplify our voices and amplify the voices of people who are experiencing poverty and financial hardship as well and I think that's you know that's another area that I feel very passionately about my colleagues that turn to us feel very passionately about is that you know I've been really fortunate in my life I've not experienced poverty myself there's stories in my family my parents generation that that they absolutely did but for me you know I've, I've been really really fortunate so I don't know what these issues are like firsthand and I have to really work with with people in co-production who have experienced that um, and can help us to shape the right services and do things in the way that that will really um, make a difference and then it's those partnerships that that make sure that we can can actually do it and um, make the impact that we need to. Yeah, and I think I was reading something recently. I mean, we've all know what it's like maybe to be close to the end of the month and not have that much money, but it's so different when you are trapped in the cycle of poverty. It's completely different. So it's really interesting that you make sure you're working with people who understand the true experience of of true hardship to come up with ways to really help those communities. Um, so, Joe, do you think there is anything more that the government can do to support people in financial difficulty? So we're working with the the whole of the the sector to push um, for the welfare system to be improved and help more people through this time. 
Um, and in the next six months specifically, we'd really like the government to keep the £20 uplift to universal credit that was introduced through the coronavirus pandemic mm-hmm. to remove the five-week wait for universal credit because that, that wait is so hard for people who need money right mm-hmm. now. And then to remove the two-child limit because there's only child benefit payments um, for people's first and second child. Um, So anyone with um, three or more children is really missing out and struggling as a result. So those three things would be amazing um, (laughs) if we can um, encourage the government to, to do those. Duncan, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you've obviously spoken publicly about going bankrupt since it happened. You're speaking to me today. Yeah. Um, was there anyone or anything that you found particularly helpful that helped you get out of uh, the financial situations that you were in? Um, I was, it, it was tough because it wasn't just me. My whole band had to go through it and we all went mm. through it publicly. Um, but we had a very, very good manager who we still are with to this day. So, um he was fantastic he was a godsend he came along and basically really helped us um along with um financial advisors that basically just helped us all as well and you know the first year of bankruptcy is the hardest year it is really really tough um and it's it's not a decision that you should make lightly because it will Mm. completely impact your life and you know it's the stigmatism, uh, the stigma that is attached to it is also, um, we talked about the embarrassment and the shame. Mm. That also comes with it as well. Um, and that's quite a horrible thing to, to have to deal with mentally as well. Um, and I think because you are seen to be on television or in the public eye, people just expect you to be really rich and have loads mm. of money. Um, and the reality is it's not that actually. Um, I, for the last few years, I've, I've worked very hard in musical theatre. Mm. Um, you know, just because you are on a stage or you're going on a chat show on television, people just think, oh, you must be getting paid millions. Well, it's not like that at all. Um, and what was quite humbling for me is when we all went bankrupt and we had to make that decision, um, I had people reaching out to me and... Um, telling me stories about how they had to face bankruptcy and don't worry, you'll get through it and it will just be really tough for the first year. But after that, things will start to get better. And of course, my credit score for the next seven years, I think it was, was pretty terrible. I couldn't get credit at all, understandably. Mm. But you know what? I got through it. And at the time when it felt really, really dark and it felt really, really hard, I was lucky I had the support from my family and I had the support from my band members mm. and my manager who my bandmates were going through it with me. So we were all together, really. Yeah. And it was tough. But we got out the other side. I managed to get a mortgage again. I started my life in Liverpool. I bought myself a small little apartment um, on the docks. I got myself a, a contract in a TV show. And, um, and, and from that, I started to rebuild my life again. And... Um, I've managed to buy my mum another house since then, which is a a blessing, which is the one thing I really needed to do. Um, Because obviously she was reliant on me for for money. Um, She didn't have her own house because when I lost everything in the bankruptcy, unfortunately, they took her house as well. So my my whole goal was 
to make sure I look after my mum. She was in her sixties. I didn't want her to be keep moving around in rented accommodation anymore. And I've only got my mum, so I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that my mum was was looked after before me. And 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 right now I've got my mum a little house, and she's really happy. And that security that I've managed to provide again. Um, when I look back seven years ago and everything was so dark and I was just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, I have come out the other side and I know mm. if people are going through that hardship and you always just think, I'm not going to come through this. Every, you know, all the walls are closing in. I promise things will get better and you've just got to keep reminding yourself, it's, this is just for now and in the future, things will get better and they do, they always do. And how lovely that, you know, the bankruptcy wasn't the end. You've you've got back to where you were, you know, supporting your mum and having your own house again. So it's nice for people to hear, I think, that there is light at the end of the tunnel of, yeah. of something like that, like that decision. Obviously, you say you didn't take it lightly. Um, and I mean, Joe, you were mentioning earlier that obviously people, until they are in financial hardship, they don't think about you know, where where will I go when I'm in financial hardship is something that we just don't tend to think about, do we? Um, and obviously this pandemic's created a lot of uncertainty. Um, but charities like yourself are here to help and help people understand where to get help. So what are the key things you think it's important for people to know? So I would just really emphasise a little step-by-step plan. Um, so firstly, carrying out a benefits calculation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think that you might be... Um, or even if you're not sure at all, um, going onto our website and um, filling in a benefits uh, calculation will let you know if you can apply for universal credit or any other benefits. And we saw that in the um, March, April time, that usage of our benefits calculator went up nearly 200%. And now with the the changes that we've seen and the second lockdown in England, we're seeing another increase at the moment. Mm. And we think that's, you know, likely to go through the winter. So um, you you may find that there's something that you're entitled to that you didn't know, because we, we do know there's so much in unclaimed benefits. And do that before you get into crisis mode. So that is absolutely step one. And then if you think that if you see that you can um, apply for a benefit, get that application in as soon as possible. Again, before, you know, maybe things get any worse mm. because it does take time for that paperwork to be processed. And um, if it's a universal credit application it can take five weeks it's a five week wait for that money to come through to you and then um, go on to our grant search and see if there are any grants that you can apply for as well and that's something again that people just don't think about Um, it was really again like really really powerful to hear Duncan talking about um, you know sharing with his bandmates sharing with um, people um, his experiences and not being silent and and not Mm. kind of uh, letting the the shame or embarrassment stop um, that that sharing and I think um, you know there are mental health charities that we um, we can work with and and refer to we are not a mental health um, organization specifically but there's such a connection and um, that um, that sharing is what's going to help change 
um, society, I think, a bit so that we're not stigmatising these issues and people feel that they can connect and share about the difficulties that they're going through. And maybe, you know, that will be an impact of the pandemic that people realise that they can't stay silent about mental health. They can't stay silent about financial worries and um, sharing about it and getting that emotional support is also really, really important. Yeah, so true. Like reach out and and don't put things off, I suppose, like so many things. Like if you put things off, it's not really going to get any better. So like you say, reaching out before things get too difficult um, is a a really good point there. And Duncan, you mentioned some of the things that you do as well um, to keep yourself a little bit more financially secure now, like having separate bank accounts. Um, Is there anything else that you think you would uh, advise people about managing their finances now that you're back on track, what are the other sort of tips and tips that you've picked up? Well, funnily enough, my manager always said once we all got out of bankruptcy, he always just said, look, have something called a rainy day fund that you can just put a little bit of money each week. It doesn't matter how much it is, whatever you can afford, just put it away um, and have it as a rainy day fund. And then if something bad happens, like, you know, a, a bereavement we were saying or a job loss or like this pandemic for instance you've got Mm. a little bit of backup there you can just go okay thank god i had that um rainy day fund put away um i know people some people can't always afford to do that so it's not always ideal um but for me it was um it was something i was able to do and i'm not talking I, i put a lot of money away in it i mean i probably saved up uh less than 10 grand uh in the last couple of years for it but that 10 grand really 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 helped me That's when a I needed it. substantial amount yeah. And you know and I think about um, I have I look after my mom and I've got a little mm. I've got a little girl as well mm. and I am the only person in my family that, that provides so I am the provider so I if I stop my money stops it stops for other people as well and I can't have that happen again so by going through the bankruptcy it's made me even more determined that I'm not going to be defeated again with my finances I'm really careful with stuff now and Mm. um I don't want to put my mum through what I put her before when she had to lose the house and the same for my daughter you know I have to be responsible and I have that weight on my shoulders to make sure that if anything happened you know that is is they're going to be looked after and actually I know it sounds all morbid but I I I took out um, a couple of life insurance policies I took out a policy that if if I die tomorrow, I know that my mum and my my daughter will be able to have money for their future. Yeah, I know that's that really the, mor- the mortgage on my mum's house will be paid off. But up until that point, I never really thought about stuff like that, to be honest. People um, do find it, you know, a bit morbid, like you say, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just found that I had to really. And I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s now and you just have to start thinking about those things. And I, I just didn't want to to be in a situation where something had happened to me and then I'd left hadn't sorted my my finances out and then I'd I'd say I died and my mum and my daughter Mm. be left with nothing yeah I think that's another important thing to point out as well things like life insurance and things like that and also growing up with blue I can't believe you're in your 40s Duncan I can't believe it neither can I (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joe we've already mentioned the turn to us website but are there any other ways um, that people can contact you the website's a, the big one, but we know that not everybody is that comfortable online. Um, so we also have a helpline, and that's 0808 802 2000.
We'll put that number and the website uh, in the show notes for this episode. Um, Joe, are there any other charities that you or support services out there that you'd recommend for people? Um, you already mentioned you're not a mental health charity, but if their financial worries are affecting their mental health, any other places that you recommend people can go for advice on that? The main uh, mental health charity would be Mind, I think, because they, as well as providing a national service and they have a lot of resources available on their website, they have a helpline as well. Uh, They also have local services that people can find in their own area. Uh, and, And I think that's important as well to know that there's a community around you. Um, but but that's not a, a, a formal partnership. It's just an organisation that we know um, does a lot of good work. Yeah. And obviously this episode's going out in December. So Merry Christmas to both of you. Forgot to mention that Aww, at the start. Merry Christmas. Um, and obviously Christmas turned to us in Royal London as their Christmas campaign. Uh, they've teamed up, supported by Duncan, to raise awareness of the Turn To Us charity and the help that you provide, but also to encourage donations from anyone who's listened to this episode and feels like they would really like to do that for the organisation. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, Joe? So I can't believe it's uh, nearly Christmas, but I'm seeing it. And when I go down the, the supermarket, I can see the John it's Lewis Christmas adverts out. So it's definitely coming. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pinching myself. Um, but yes, we know that this Christmas will be very hard, mm. probably quite strange um, for all of us, but very, very hard for many people, specifically if their finances have been affected. So we wanted to run a really practical campaign and it's just to get cash into people's pockets. So we don't want anyone to be going without food or without money um, for heating Mm. this Christmas. And we want to give grants to people, so even more grants than ever um, before, so that families can, you know, just keep the heating on, put food on the table. Um, And also we're keeping that helpline open over the whole of the Christmas period so that people can get that information that they need for free. That's amazing. amazing, So, yeah, so to make a donation, um, it's on our website again, turntous.org.uk and we know that not everyone can give um, particularly this year but even a little helps and we had an amazing response to our fundraising campaign earlier this year and everything from you know um, individuals giving thousands of pounds to um, individuals sending in you know coins in an envelope and it is about really giving what you can yeah. uh, rather than worrying about, oh, it's not it's not enough. You know, every little does help. That's amazing, yeah. Um, thank you both so much for talking to me today. Before we get on to our final questions, I just wondered if you could have like a top takeaway for people listening to today's episode that you really want to stick with them. Duncan, what would be the top things you would hope people would remember from today's chat? Um, Just to know that there is help out there. I think that's the most important thing. I think when people get into crisis um, and they have these worries, financial worries, they just, they don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. And I think what's really important from this this, uh, chat we've had today is there are places to help. Turn Mm. to us. uh, It's a great charity. I want people to be able to just get in contact. And if they are really struggling and they, they don't know who to turn to, turn to us you know and that's that's a really good thing to come out from this conversation today yeah definitely joe what would be your main things you'd love people to take away from the episode 
Well, a massive thanks to Duncan, firstly. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that couldn't be a better advert, I think, for, for the work that we do. Um, but I, I want people to know that the social security system is there to support you if you need it. And, mm. and hopefully we can do something to tackle that shame that people are feeling. Um, and to do a benefits calculation to know what you're entitled to. And then um, if you do have a little bit spare and um, things are looking better this year, donate to our Christmas campaign. Yeah, that's a lovely one. Lovely. And we always ask guests um, on the penny drops, um, what advice you would give your 18 year old self? Now, I only learned to drive last year. Wish I'd done that at 18, but I spent the money on an 1830s holiday to Cos instead, which was <laughs> foolish. Wasn't even a good holiday. Um, so, guys, what if you could give your 18-year-old self any advice, what would it be? Overall, I'd say to her, you know, you just don't know the random ways that your life is going to go and how things are going to turn out. Because when I was 18, I was in my uni flat share with my amazing friends, Stacey and Ava. And we were actually quite big blue fans, actually. <gasps> and we were <laughs> we were such big blue fans that we had since 2003 a life-size cardboard cutout <laughs> of a certain gentleman named Duncan. Oh, oh wow. amazing! Wow. And tragedy struck, I have to say, because we we threw a big party. Uh, 18-year-olds in a flat share party. I won't go into too much detail about how that night panned out but we woke up the next morning very very unwell and uh, to see that our life-size cardboard cutout of Duncan <laughs> had in fact been stolen oh, wow. and was never seen again so I would be able to say to Joe at 18 don't worry because one day you'll be on a podcast with Duncan from Blue. Hey. Oh I oh. love that. Oh, I hope fantastic. the thief owns up as well now. Maybe <laughs> they'll this hear this and they'll be yeah. so ashamed that they, they might get in touch with the that penny drops. Uh, I remember that. I remember seeing that cardboard cutout picture of me back then and I was kind of freaked out by it back then. But um, <laughs> yeah, but that's a lovely story. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. <laughs> um, I guess for me, telling my 18-year-old, oh God, I don't know where to begin. Um, I would probably just say to myself, look, you're going to come into a lot of money very quickly and you need to really, really, really look after yourself and look after your money and uh, go and find a good accountant and somebody that you can really trust uh, and, and get help with. And maybe actually just go and do a course of about how to help yourself with financial services yeah. better. Um, you know, they don't really teach you that stuff at school, which is r- ridiculous. You know, I... I I, I don't really know how much um, of the subjects that I did learn at school have yeah. helped me in my adult life, but I wish there was a lesson about how to look after your finances better because that would have really, really helped me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess tell myself that. And also to not worry so much about mm. sexuality. I mean, I was I was worried back then how people would perceive me um, if they knew that I was secretly gay, um, mm. bisexual and stuff. So I, I, was, I spent so many years, when I look back, being so frightened um, about not being able to be really who I am. Mm. And I wish I could go back and say, do you know what, don't worry, mate, it's all going to be all right. Just be you and um, everything will turn out good. Oh, that's a lovely note to end on. Thank you so much, Duncan James and Joe Kerr from Turn To Us for joining me on the Penny Drops podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Penny Drops. 
We hope you learned something new and useful to help you with your finances. We'd love to hear what you think of the series, so please do leave us a review. Or if you have any comments or money questions you'd like us to cover, you can get in touch at thepennydrops at royallondon.com. This podcast series is brought to you by Royal London, the UK's largest mutual life pensions and investment company. Royal London recommends you seek professional independent financial advice before making financial decisions. All views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and not of Royal London. Royal London.